That was a good one. Women can't, women can't, women can't, women can't parlay. Parladies. Parladies. I can't help but do it every time. Welcome um, back. Yes, we're uh, here. What's isn't that? Is that a commercial or a song? Welcome what? back. Welcome back. Welcome back. I think it's Kanye. <laughs> no, I feel like it's like a. Yeah, because it's like. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to try. We might be talking about two different things. Whatever, doesn't matter. Might have to cut that anyway. It probably sounds horrible. Well, if you can tell me what movie this is from, then. I don't know what I'll do, but you can pick. Welcome, 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 welcome to Aliria. Except for that might not be the right school name. What is that from? I've heard it. I know I you know have. it. I know you do. I'm trying to think. I'm not putting like a a face to it. What is it? Is she's the man? Oh, you know, I haven't seen that in a very, very long time. I never was like. I, oh, I was, like that movie. I was Don't get me wrong. It's a great movie, but I think I only watched it like one or two times, but like, I know a lot of people who've watched it like obsessively even since. Yeah. It came out. Obviously I watched it like one to two times a week for about a month. Yeah. It wasn't a movie that I did that with, but I, I mean, did watch it again. And wasn't there like Sydney White? I feel like that was kind of a good one too. Um, yeah. I only watched that one like once or twice. Um, but the main reason I watched She's the Man was because Channing Tatum. Well, yeah, that's the main reason to watch any movie that he's in. Yeah. I mean, I do, no. I do like pre-Meltdown Amanda Bynes, to be honest. But, I know. Um, I know. Yeah. I but so, anyway. I feel awful for her. <laughs> like, she's one that I really wanted to, like, bounce back. Yeah. Maybe she will. Maybe she will. Yeah. Amanda, we're here for you. Yeah. We're here for you. Women Can't Parlay supports you. P.S. Yeah. This is Women Can't Parlay. <laughs> I was just about to say, we should really be here for ourselves and like let everyone know, like, this is Women Can't Parlay podcast. I'm Jess. I'm Rainy. And this is episode 34. Wild. And I'm so mad at myself that I didn't make a bigger deal out of last week because hello, 33. No, 33 was like your basketball number, right? Yeah. My entire life. It was mine too. What? What? Yeah. Isn't that nuts? I mean, obviously I didn't um, play on the level that you did, but well, in junior high, 33 was my number. Well, you had it after me then because... Yeah, um, I had it like immediately following. There yeah. you go. Useless information of the day. Oh, there'll be plenty more. Don't don't <laughs> <you> fret. <laughs> yeah, number one of 5,061. I feel like we have to give like a Father's Day shout out to all of our parlady fathers, daddies. dad. Did you just say daddies? I did. I, I almost said why. that, but I was like, that's weird. Well, because I was like, parlady, parladies. <laughs> I was just trying to make a really yeah, hard. No, board. they're parladies too. Did you hear what I just said? What? We need to start over. Just kidding. I said I was trying to make a really hardcore pun, but instead I just said porn. <laughs> Are you okay? I don't think I am. Okay. So, well, that's funny. This is going to be apparently a God. real exotic episode. Yeah, like, I apologize. Where are we going? Oh, no, I'm really scared. I'm really nervous. But, um, yeah, par, <laughs> par daddies. <laughs> Gross. So no, gross. Par ladies. Even the men are par ladies. Yeah. Par um, lady dads. But that is funny. Happy, we did wish uh, them a pre-happy Father's Day. So this is a double happy Father's Day. I hope everybody enjoyed it. I know I did. Um, <laughs> I had I a did. wonderful weekend. As did I. I uh, helped at golf tournament. I thought you were did something. Yeah. Well, I saw that. I saw a tweet and I was like, "What? Is she retweeting someone?" from and i was like no that's an original tweet so anyway i was like what i meant to ask you and totally forgot yeah i was out at the golf course all day long it was fun very hot yeah i can't imagine disgusting but it was good time the turn the organization you know that was putting it on like the guy who normally cooks the hot dogs he passed away this last year so they were needing somebody to help so a bunch of us girls we're like, oh, we'll do it. Yeah. Um, so that was interesting. 
Nice. I was like, so wait, you cooked hot dogs? We did. Yeah. We grilled the hot dogs and we like manned the margarita machine. Nice. Well, yeah, we wore um, like hot dog gear. I had like nice. a headband on that has a hot dog on the top. Awesome. And I love that. I wore a shirt that had a hot dog on it and said, ask me about my wiener. Mm. What movie? Shit. No, I can't think of it. Oh, <laughs> I swear. I just fucking watched it. Accepted. We were just talking ask about me about my wiener. Why? <laughs> Such a good movie. So also awesome. haven't seen that one in a while. Oh, yeah. Um, we were just talking about it the other day, and I'm like, God, I haven't seen that in, like, however long it's been out. I almost said decades. I mean, I feel like it's got to be, like, 2005 or six or yeah, somewhere probably, around there. I know I was definitely, like, either right out of high school or maybe even still in high school. Yeah. It's probably been since then that I watched it. <laughs> but it's awesome. Good movie, I'll be. Obviously you know, follow us, rate us, review us, subscribe to us. But there's a lot of podcasts on Twitter who post the states that people have listened to their podcasts. So it's like mm-hmm. bingo in a way. And it's, you know, oh, yeah. what states do you have left? So I was looking at ours just out of curiosity. We only have like five states left of people that nice. like to listen out of. So we'll have like at least, you know, one listener from each state. How do how do we harass those states? That's what I was just going to pull up and look. Well, one of them is Alaska. So like, I don't know how to reach you, mm. but, you know, shout out Alaska. Give us a, give us a listen. Tune in. If anybody uh, knows anybody from Alaska, get on another it. Another one is Wyoming Mexico, or Mexico. New Mexico? Which, yeah. So is your sister going back there anytime soon? Who? She lived in she lived in Arizona. Never mind. You're right. So for some reason, yeah. I thought she lived in New Mexico. No. I'm an idiot. Another one is Alabama, apparently. Interesting. Yeah. It, it's so random. Like, it's not, there's not like a rhyme or reason to it. North Dakota and South Dakota. Womp. Okay. Well, that's not bad. I thought and for sure, like... There's one more up in like the New England area and I can't zoom in far enough to figure out which tiny ass one it is. So is it Vermont? <laughs> it's one of those. It's like New Hampshire. Yeah. I just, it won't zoom in enough for me to see the map. So I can't tell you. Gotcha. So yeah, North Dakota, South Dakota, New Mexico, Alabama, Alabama Alaska, and then one more. Okay. Yeah. Let's go. Hey, hey, loyal listeners. If you know anybody in those <laughs> states, hit them up. We want to get to all 50 states so we can be cool and, you know, finish out our bingo card. Yeah, close out our podcast bingo. Well, at least for the United States. Then we'll work on the world. Yeah. (laughs) That'll take a little bit longer. (laughs) Yeah, I'd say. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Do we want to move on? Um, From talking about absolutely nothing? Yes. Okay. (laughs) Got it. Well, speaking of golf. Golf. First off, we're going to talk about the U.S. Open, um, or as I like to call it, John Rahm's Redemption Tour. No kidding. I'm Which so he excited for him. Very much did, yeah. Well, and the first Spaniard to win a U.S. Open now. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. Winning his first career major. I feel like this could be like a movie script. It's so like awesome. I'm, I feel like it probably will be. So just 16 days after he was forced to withdraw from the Memorial Tournament where he had a six-stroke lead to win like $1.675 million, he is now going to take home $2.25 million from his win this past weekend in the U.S. Open. So very excited for him. He's also a new dad. So like talking yeah. about Father's Day, like how perfect of a yeah. of a set of a Father's Day celebration for him. You know, yeah, super cool. a lot of things lining up there. So that's very cool. And I'm kind of bummed. I feel like if I would have even thought to like go and place some bets on the US Open, I totally would have just thrown some money at him. Yeah. Just from what happened. So yeah. that was a big miss, but whatever. Mm, whatever shit happens you're you're helping your own golf tournament i know that's the thing i feel like i should preface this podcast with the fact that like i really was kind of out of pocket all weekend so i really was kind of out of sorts with everything that was going on so i'm just now kind of like catching up on some of the things that went down this past weekend so oh well i did catch a little bit of some sort of bowling championship because there was this oh. huge 
dude and his nickname was like the ginger assassin. <laughs> oh, I love that. I did too. I'm like, I don't know who that motherfucker is, but I'm rooting for him. Okay. Like, well, we should DM him. him to see if we can get him on our podcast. Okay. Cause he did really well, but I think this, so like his name was, or his nickname was the ginger assassin. I'm pretty sure. But the guy he was playing against that I'm pretty sure one looked like a straight up serial killer. Oh, so, I don't, I didn't catch his nickname, but the haircut, very serial serial killer. I'm I'm just not like, guys, just to FYI, we did not plan to talk about bowling, but now I'm realizing just in this moment, bowling doesn't get enough like appreciation for like having nicknames. Agreed. That's super underrated. Yeah. Um, I think all sports should have like, you require to have nicknames or something. Absolutely. Like, yeah, generous. Uh, those are things that we should start deploying more in sports. Yep. Well, his name is Anthony Newer, an American teenage bowler. What? That sounds that sounds like a song. American teenage yeah. bowler. <laughs> name a ginger assassin. <laughs> uh after he converted the rarest shot in the sport, bowler Anthony Newer converted the fourth televised seven ten split in history at the US Open. Wow. That's awesome. Okay. Okay. Oh, here's you a photo. So you can really. Oh, I'm ready. Definitely fucking ready. Oh, hey. I love America. I know. So does he. Is that a mullet I see in the the wind? Like it is. Is a little mullety. Oh, Oh, wait. Here's a good. This is a man after my own heart. I know. I'm like, I don't know why I didn't think of texting you this earlier. Anyway, you'll have to, you'll have to check him out. He's no longer. He's no longer a teenager, but I think he's had that nickname for a very long time. I was going to say, he doesn't look like a teenager. No, he's not. But anyway, that was interesting. (laughs) Wild tangent just now. Yeah, you're welcome. And we're back. And full circle, we're back. Golf. Um, Yeah, golf. Um, So just to add to this U.S. Open talk, Bryson DeChambeau was Mm. in a position to repeat as U.S. Open champion. You know, last year Mm -hmm. he won, and that was when it was without fans. Instead, he, like, fucking imploded on the back nine, playing, like, his final eight holes at eight over par, and just totally lost control, I guess, and um, just played, like, absolute shit. Yeah, I think he like at one point, and this is what I mean by like, I was a little out of pocket. So some of these things that happened, I'm not quite in tune with. But from Mm -hmm. what I gathered, like at one point, he hit the ball so off course, it ended up landing in like somebody's random Stella Artois. How do you say that? Artois? Stella Artois box. I definitely know that a fucking box of like a half drank box of Stella Artois with a golf ball next to it is going viral all over Twitter. And I, at first was like, what the fuck happened? Yeah. Which also I'd have been pissed if like he broke any of mine because those aren't cheap. No, they're not. (laughs) I'm here to tell you when I was traveling still, um, if I get to the airport, like, I mean, you know, I'm an early getter to the airport type of person, but well, there's nothing better than an airport beer. So like, I'm always on time. Like I'm always, Oh, I need to get there three hours early so I can like be there on time, but it's really just so I can get drunk in the airport. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. But that's always what would happen. Like if, if it wasn't up to me or like I was co-traveling or if flights got changed and it just ended up being hectic, I was like, well, I know exactly like in the Kansas city airport, for example, I'm like, I know exactly what terminal bar I'm going to. And I'm going to have a 15 ounce Stella and I'm going to be drunk after I chug it. So I feel like that's what's funny about the DFW airport. It's so big. I don't know that I've ever been to one bar there twice. Oh, really? I mean, maybe, but I don't ever fly out of there. So, well, exactly. How would you know? Yeah, I wouldn't. I hate DFW airport. It sucks. But see, it's like, but what sucks is that I work in like three minutes from the airport from DFW. So it's like anytime I fly out, it just makes so much sense to like, no, work, I, even totally. if it's like half a day and then just like drive to the airport afterwards. Yeah, I get that. And also in my defense, cause I know my brother-in-law really hates the whole me loving Houston over Dallas thing. I also hate IAH. So I really oh. think it's just like big airports. I'm like, they stress me out yeah. and the parking is a shit show. Have you ever been to Atlanta? Um, never like 
Always just connecting awful. flights. Yeah, no, I hate it. Um, yeah. I only went to Atlanta for a connecting flight as well one time, long time ago when I flew to New York and back. It, it was like, I mean, I had to get out of my tur- out of my gate and then like take, I don't know, 13 fucking trains to get to my mm-hmm. next one. Yeah. It was insane. And I don't know how it, I found it and I don't know how I even made my connecting flight, to be honest. Yeah. No, it's just... It's, and I just um, recently was at O'Hare. That one's pretty wild too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I've heard that if you go to Chicago, you should always find a midway instead. Yeah. So I'm like, thanks for telling me that now. <laughs> yeah, fuckers. Like, from <laughs> back. Turns to the out. shit show. Anyway, Bryson DeChambeau, yes, he had a meltdown. But also he says now that he didn't have a meltdown. He just didn't play very good. And that is what it is. And he has a different attitude than he used to have. <laughs> I don't believe him. I think that's the cover. I think that's just his saving face. I need to do a deep dive on all of these people, like especially him, because I do still think I'm team Brooks on the Brooks versus Bryson shit, but I'm starting to wonder if Bryson's getting a little bit too much hate. I don't know. I mean, he's certainly playing this like douche card pretty well. Yeah. Like he definitely (laughs) has some card carrying douchebag tendencies. Yeah. But I saw a clip of him this weekend where he was like throwing a golf ball up in the air and then he dropped it and then he picked it up and it was kind of like funny and cute. And I was like, okay, maybe that was like, maybe I don't hate him that much. Well, I mean, he's still a human being, right? So like we're seeing what the media wants us to see right now, right? Like what Twitter and whatever, what what the fans are seeing and doing. So like, that's unfortunately the world we live in with social media, but. Right. That's what I mean. I I need to deep dive and make my own personal decision. That's why I say like, first off the bat, like he, I have no idea who either one of these people are as human beings. I think they're both whiny tit bags most of the time, <laughs> but well, I do. Cause like Brooks is kind of like, want, want too. like who, yeah, like, I think a that's grown a fair man. point. They, yeah. They both, neither of them seem like the greatest humans alive. Yeah. And then, and also maybe they are, I don't know, but I am excited about that. I keep talking about this too, but I can't help it. The celebrity freaking golf tournament. I am fucking pumped. Yes. When is I, that? Um, I thought it was. I felt was thinking it was two weeks. I think it's two. I do think it's two weeks. I don't even know what fucking day it is. I love how I'm throwing out two weeks. I don't even know what fucking time it is right now. I don't either. And I also don't know why I'm sitting in the same place I was sitting last week as it's black outside and has been slightly raining all day with my same computer that is somehow still working. That sounds like a terrible idea. I know. I do have a bunch of things up here to catch stuff. So I should (laughs) Well, at least we're prepped this week. Yeah, a little bit more prepped. Um, Maybe we just go to Tahoe that weekend. (laughs) Okay. It's going to be, yeah, July 6th. Yeah, I'm pumped because you know what? Tom Brady, number 12 in your programs, number one in my social media loving heart. <laughs> because the old man, he ain't just a goat on the field. He's a goat on social media. And if you don't fucking believe me, like I said last week, go look at his shit. Because he has kicked it into high gear. High on, gear. On the socials. Like everything. And I like I get why some people just can't stand him because he just smiles all the time. I know. Ugh, I guess if I looked like that too, I would probably smile at myself a lot. I mean, he seems to be living a fairly decent life, so he has a lot to smile about. (laughs) Also that. Anyway, yeah, Yeah. I'm pumped for that content. Yeah, we'll keep rolling along here, but yes, that should be a good time. Um, Okay, we're going to talk a little bit about a couple of individuals who are like just killing it right now. First up, Shakari Richardson. What? What? A name we've mentioned before, and I can guarantee we'll be mentioning again. 21 years old, officially qualifies for the Olympics with the 100-meter time of 10.86 seconds, which was 0.13 seconds ahead of anyone else in the field. She's looking to become the first American to win gold at the 100 meters since Gail Devers in 1996. I just love her, like, tenacity. I love everything about her. I know. Um, I think she's going to be, like, a huge fan favorite for the Olympics, like, 1,000%. I think so, too. I mean, at least from WCP, because, like, I don't know. I'm just a little weirdly obsessed with her right I now. know literally like even her like freaking track suit I was like that thing is dope as fuck I know like, how do I get one but never wear it in public because yikes yeah no one wants um, to see that 
Yeah, no, she's she's incredible, and she like a, the week before she like lost her biological mother, and like yeah. was clearly very emotional. But her and I don't know what's going on, but I just really liked her being like, you know, y'all see this face that I put on, but you don't know what I'm dealing with. You don't know what I'm going through behind closed doors. Like my coaches know, but y'all don't know. Props, build your walls and do you and like be successful and like you're an Olympian, sis. So like fucking well done. I know. Yeah. And she like immediately after winning went and ran to like embrace Mm. her entire family. It was such a like spirited moment, an emotional moment for her, like both good and sad. And I'm just really happy for her. And like I said, I certainly don't think we're done talking about this like very talented talented female athlete i also really just like to watch her run she always is like it's crazy because okay you're good you're good you're not winning you're not winning and all of a sudden out of nowhere what was that shit in some of the first i don't know if all the fast and the furious movies where they hit the not what was it like nos Nos. (laughs) it was like you know like that's what she has she has a fucking nos button i pretty she does am i saying that right i don't even know yeah it's nos Okay. There was also a rapper in like the early 2000s named Nas. He was fucking dope. I'm pretty sure somewhere no, he had some like jetpack fuel engine, mm-hmm. and like all of a sudden, or like the Sabrina movie with like <gasps> Melissa Joan Hart yes. and Ryan Reynolds, who people don't fucking remember that he's yes. in. It. He's like the male love interest lead guy, and he has an yeah. awful haircut awful she has like the magical shoes yes she puts a smell on her shoes yes yes yeah she has sabrina sabrina the teenage witch shoes she literally does i know Uh, but anyway yeah i digress just kidding she doesn't need that shit she's talented enough yeah no joke do the shit on her own but it is nuts because when she first, when you first see her, and this is the hundred meter dash we're talking about. We're not talking about. You don't have a lot like of space. Eight hundred. I mean, yeah. it's crazy that even in that ten seconds of time, she can be so far back in the field and then somehow still like kick everyone's ass. Yeah, like it blows cool. my mind watching. Me her. too. Me too. And then in similar fashion, we're going to move on and talk about another Olympian. <gasps> although this is a returning hopeful, Katie Ledecky. She. Is inching closer to adding 10 time Olympic gold medalist to her resume. Her win in the women's 800 meter freestyle final at the Olympic trials qualified her for her fourth event for the Tokyo games. And then a few days prior, she swam the fastest time in the world this year for the 1500 meter free. And it's just so crazy because if you go back and watch that trial and like watch the finish, there is like, I'm not fucking joking no other swimmer is even in the shot when she was yeah. done. And I'm talking, this is like an aerial coverage shot. Yeah. And there is not, it looks like she is in that pool by her goddamn self. I know, dude. It's nuts. She is what you would call like beast mode. Uh, like, yeah. Did you see some of her like after, I guess after race interviews or whatever, I was like, holy shit, thighs. Like she is the epitome of a fucking Olympic swimmer. Oh yeah. Like, oh yeah. I just like, can't, I can't with that. But how crazy is the story about the other Katie? So when Katie Ledecky qualified for her first Olympics, right? Like in 2012 or whatever it was when she was 15 and then she like fucking dominated. Well, this year, the second person going on the team is Katie Grimes, who is a fucking 15-year-old going to the Olympics. So Katie squared is what she, Ledecky, referred to her as. That's crazy. I did know that Katie Grimes was also making the team, but I didn't I didn't realize like the age and like the coincidence between the two. Yeah, uh, it's so crazy when they're in like, they're interviewing and they end up like interviewing together. And I was like tearing up because thinking about being a 15-year-old female of all things yeah, and like getting to do like they were asking her questions they would ask Katie Ledecky something and she'd obviously explain it really well and be like blah 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 and then say oh well obviously you know you get how Katie Grimes is feeling right now and it's like yeah because that was me nine years ago or however many years ago that was um but so then they'd ask like Katie Grimes something and she's like I I have no idea like I'm speechless (laughs) I have no words and it's wild because getting like this Katie Grimes chick being able to watch Katie Ledecky do what she's done over the last few years and then work her ass off and be able to do the exact same thing. Like she's going to the Olympics as a 15 year old and those two standing next to each other. It's just amazing to see like Mm -hmm. what that does 
because Ledecky is a, again, like I said, beast mode. And like Katie Grimes is this little 15 year old. She's a skinny, tiny little thing, but like she fucking beat out a lot, another Olympian. Yeah. Like in this race. So I don't know. I think that's a super cool situation. You know, my love for the Olympics guys get ready. I think it's like a month away. I think it starts like July 23rd. The Olympic coverage on this podcast will be a fucking thing. Stellar. Yeah, (laughs) no, I get it. But like, if you think about it, these folks have only a specific amount of time in life, depending on their sport, of course, to continue to compete. And it's only every four years. Right. So it's like, there's so many factors that add into if you can do it when you can't do it. COVID, for example, like, Mm -hmm. you know, nobody was expecting that. So yeah. anyway, it is, the whole thing is emotional. Totally. It's going to be an interesting year, especially with those setbacks from COVID. As I mean, you know, especially like I, I think it's, you know, very prominent in most sports, but I mean, specifically in gymnastics, when you lose a year, you lose like 20 years. Like it's, Absolutely. You know, it's going to be an emotional year for sure for everyone. And not to be this person, because like, obviously, we've said a million times, like, and one thing we do here on this podcast is try to support like both men and women and, and integrate both. But I'll be honest, I think that's a huge thing coming out of the news right now is here we are talking about like Katie Ledecky, Shakari Richardson. Naomi Osaka. I'm hearing all these like big, powerful female names and like talking about their success and the excitement and the buildup for them. I really haven't heard much about the men. And partly that might be on me, but I'm like, I'm also super excited to like see these rising stars, like really get their shine. And I'm loving that there's like that female focus too. Well, me too. And just a tiny side thing for specifically like Shakari Richardson is we know her pre-Olympics. So it's cool to see what she's done already. And then now get to watch her in the Olympics. Whereas everything else growing up, I mean, like I knew the gymnasts when they showed up and they were team USA and I'm like, hell yeah. Then I loved them and couldn't wait for every Olympics after that. But when you get the specific athlete that you've been watching mm-hmm. and then you get to watch them in the Olympics, it's like makes it even cooler. Yeah. Oh, I know. And I feel bad. Like even just in this moment, only naming like three or four of them. Cause I'm like, Oh, there's there's so so many every day when I'm looking through Twitter, it's all of these standout females who are just killing it, crushing it right now. And I think the momentum is building going into the Olympics and, um, we're about a month away from the, uh, parade of nations. So yeah. Also, this is your reminder, the HBO soccer women, uh, us, uh, women's national team documentary is coming out Thursday, June 24th. It's supposed to highlight and explain the difference in the unequal pay of the men's national team versus the women's. So tune in. I know I plan to. I'm very excited to see because I think yes. I think there's just a lot of things that I think that I know I've done my research on, and I'm hoping that this documentary will be like a great resource for people to watch to like learn about them if you haven't done like the deep dive on how fucked it really is. Yeah, for sure. This is your reminder, Thursday, June 24th, HBO. Moving on, interesting news today coming out involving the NCAA. Super interesting. Um, I mean, super interesting, but also like not shocking at all. But in a 9-0 unanimous vote today, the Supreme Court ruled that in an antitrust lawsuit and what has kind of been like very obvious to everyone for quite some time now they have confirmed the ncaa is just an operation that makes money and their efforts to offer education instead of money is kind of just like no longer viable i don't want to say no longer applies but it's certainly coming into question and you know this will heavily weigh in favor of the athletes and it also highlights you know that they're just not being fairly compensated yes um The Supreme Court actually stated, and I quote, the NCAA is not above the law. This all kind of initiated based on a scenario where certain educational materials were limited or blocked to certain students just due to the fact that they were athletes. Like Um, laptops, right? Like we're talking like laptops, like shit like that musical instruments or something. It was a very specific case that then went all the way up to the Supreme Court and is now bringing into question a lot of large issues that have been going on for a long time. Yeah. The Supreme Court's now basically confirming what everybody already knew, but I think that this will maybe get a snowball effect of things that will change 
Yeah. And some of the, well, hopefully most of, you know, hopefully all of the athletes will benefit and be compensated fairly. And it's not just the NCAA, you know, making billions of dollars off of these student athletes. Exactly. Um, Although I will add that the Supreme Court has not yet commented on that deeper issue that I think most everyone's more concerned with about students being allowed a paid salary. But Congress is currently considering, you know, a bill that will provide like a nationwide standard to address this discrepancy. And I think like we can maybe look forward to that here in the coming months, from what I understand. And there are some states which I'll just tell you, Alabama, Florida, Georgia, Mississippi, New Mexico, and Texas have passed laws that will allow college athletes in those states to accept endorsement deals. And those laws are scheduled to go into effect this July 1st. Yes. And I know we've definitely had an episode on this and I've clearly slept since then. So I can't remember the ins and outs, but for some reason, I believe these states have passed it. But as it stands they still will not get paid from the NC. So yeah, I think that's what it is, right? Yeah, they like, won't make a salary, but they can they can get endorsements and shit, which right. is Right, they can make huge. money outside of the NCAA, but this is focused on NCAA itself. Oh, I know. No, I know, but I'm just saying like, that's cool of those states to say like, oh. well, fuck everything altogether. Like nothing's getting changed fast enough for these athletes. So why don't we do something about it while we can, which is at least allowing them to get outside endorsements Definitely. and be compensated for something that they're doing, which would just be like their, their own fucking name. (laughs) Absolutely. I mean, I absolutely agree. And I can't believe a it's taken this long and B that other States still haven't done this. Yeah. It's like a, it's professional sports. Yes, it it is. And and the, and the Supreme court just confirmed that that's, that's literally what the Supreme court just confirmed is that the NCAA is not above the law. They operate and their whole gimmick of like, people are only interested in college sports because they're amateurs and they don't get paid. And the Supreme court's like, yeah, no, that's false. Yeah, no. And, and it's very much evident by the billions of dollars that your organization is bringing in and profiting on. Well, and that's the thing too, right? Like I think in one of the articles I read, which is what we already know is if any other business in the United States was being run like the NCAA, it would have already been shut down. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Good news Um, there on that front. Slowly but surely. We'll see where that goes. We'll continue to report the facts. Only facts here at WCP. (laughs) Oh yeah. Okay. Um, Continuing on in the world of the NCAA, the college baseball world series still moving and grooving. I just have to say like the videos and imagery of the fans and the games has been like awesome to see stadiums are packed they just have like some really diehard fans and i mean that for both the college world series and the softball world series obviously the softball world series has ended like we talked about last week but it's just really been awesome to see there's been a lot more coverage of it this year than i think past years and i think in past years there's probably been many times when i didn't even know the college world series were going on so so just like get on my phone and get on my twitter or Instagram or whatever, and just see the constant feeds coming out of there is amazing. So, and the games have been pretty good too. To couple certainly. blowouts this last weekend, but still good to watch. Yeah, exactly. I mean, certainly entertaining for sure. Currently, we have the Cinderella story of NC State, who just keeps rolling along. Yep, uh, they will play Vanderbilt later tonight. Which actually, they're probably right now midway through or so Stanford and Arizona also played earlier today, which, you know, that game has already ended and the number nine ranked Stanford has eliminated Arizona winning 14 to five today in a dominating fashion. Virginia will play Mississippi state and Tennessee will play Texas. Both of those games are set for tomorrow. So obviously good luck, Texas. I think that's who we're rooting for. And, uh, We'll continue the coverage of that. Moving on to the NBA playoff. Um, We have it now narrowed down to now (laughs) narrowed down to four. Uh, The Western Conference finals are now set between the Phoenix Suns and the LA Clippers. That series has actually already seen one game, which the Suns were victorious so they are one and oh chris paul has actually been out due to covid protocol 
And from what I gather, I believe he's actually still testing positive, even just today did, even though he has like zero symptoms. So it's kind of crazy, like what the Suns have still been able to do even without Chris Ball. So I'm sure they're really excited to see his return. And I'm, I'm certain he will only add to their success. So yeah. it's really exciting and really promising for the Suns. Yeah, for Especially sure. If you're a, you know, betting woman, I've kind of been on the Suns for a while now. So I think that's going to be my team. Yeah, but yeah, for sure. Mine. Yeah. And then shocking the world on the other side in the East, we have Atlanta knocking out the Sixers, which has been a rather dramatic series. I know I definitely was tuning in very closely to game five and the Sixers were up 30 fucking points. And I think, you know, and not just up 30 points at one time in the game, like deep into the game and they ended up losing that game. So then Atlanta went on, or I'm sorry, Atlanta won game five. Sixers came back and won game six, and then Atlanta ended up knocking them out last night, which a lot of people are, you know, giving Ben Simmons a lot of fucking grief because, I mean, although he definitely had a few games where he don't like he played very well, it just seems as though he's not. He's in a funk. I I don't know if it's a funk or if it's just his style of play. Like he's just very. I don't know if it's timid. I don't know what the right word is, but. He definitely kind of falls apart in the fourth quarter for sure. And that's even if he gets to the fourth quarter with some stats even on him. But he it's like he doesn't play with a level of confidence or something. Like he he had a wide open dunk at one point, like a very oh, pivotal yeah. point in the game last night, and then like passes it off. Like it's crazy. Well, he does have consistent moments where he's scoring whatever, I think his average right now at the end of the season is like 14.4 or 14 mm-hmm. something points a game, which isn't a ton, but it's not, you know, he's not a LeBron, but he's a, a key player. But supposedly he has these like lulls after like breaks. So like in between seasons or like in yeah. between COVID protocols and things like that, which leads me to believe that maybe that's just like maybe he's not getting in the gym during those times and like really practicing. So when he gets back in it, he just doesn't like, I don't know, or there, cause there are things such as like mental blocks in sports. Right. And sometimes you can get so far deep into your own fucking head. Yeah. Sometimes. And it's one thing to have like that, you know, off game and that's going to happen regardless. But with him, it's like, I think Philly fans would have appreciated him at least attempting to shoot. Or, or at least be aggressive, right? Exactly. Like Shaq, Shaq and like Charles Barkley were having a conversation about it. And that was like Shaq's biggest thing. He's like, I'm not saying, because they were also saying like, well, Shaq, there's a difference in being like a big man and like, you know, not. And he was like, I'm not saying go hard in the paint or whatever, but yeah. like be aggressive, like be smart about your play. Like in that play specifically where it's like, dude, you're literally, you made a play and you had a wide open dunk and you fucking like, torpedo passed it to your player fucking two feet away from you what are you doing yeah and then they turned it over so it's stupid and i think philly was like leaning on him to be more of a leader and be that star player i mean they also have like it'd be they have like a good set the where i think they were really you know this whole trust the process and that's like their motto and i think sixers fans were just like really dead set on like this being their year so i feel for them in that sense but but I also feel for him because like at the end of the day, he's 24 years old. Maybe he's not ready to carry that on his back. Like he's obviously a good player. Like their stats as a team with him versus without him aren't yeah. good. So if anything, or at least right now, he's not going to be your star. He needs a leader in front of him, at, at least for a while. Yeah, I agree. Because not every, like there are people that can naturally bloom into that leader ship role that is obviously needed on a team on a sports team but not everybody can do it right away that doesn't mean he won't be one day but maybe that's not his role right now who knows we'll see next year because we ain't gonna see him anymore um additionally the bucks have also knocked out the heavily favored brooklyn nets wild i know yeah the thing i hate most about that right now is that james harden isn't playing so he can totally be like if i was playing we would have (laughs) won yeah yeah they certainly were facing some injuries and yeah ad just couldn't get it done by himself and it was like damn tried though oh yeah and i mean such a heartbreaker because in that last game in regulation 
he hit what looked like a three-pointer. And from what I understand, even the jumbotron and everything blew up three-pointer to win the game. But his foot technically was like barely on the line. And by by his foot, I mean like his shadow, like like his shoe could have been like created one like 16th of an inch shorter and he wouldn't have been on that line which ended up officially becoming a long two-pointer sending the game into overtime where they ultimately lost so it's just I can feel for KD and and the Nets and Nets fans on that one but I'm just I mean I'm not that upset about it but like that sucks Yeah. Well, it sucks. It sucks to lose in that manner because I would have much rather have seen the dream team lose with all of their players doing what they got paid to do, which sounds fucked up, but everybody likes an underdog. Nobody likes a fucking dream. Well, let's not call it the dream team. Nobody likes a stack team, right? Yeah. Um, I, I agree. And it's funny because it's hard to call the net a super team because yeah. I know they built one, but they also deserve a championship. So like, it's a, t- it's, it's such a weird year because there's no one to hate on. So this Nets team almost becomes mm-hmm. the, the favored, you know, super Hated. team, even though they're technically all underdogs. So it's crazy. Cause I'm, yeah. gonna, I'm agreeing totally in that I'm in the same mental state that I'm like, yeah. Right. And I wouldn't have been mad if the Nets won, but it's like deep down, I don't view them as an underdog because they like paid and stacked this team, which is kind of what you have to do to win anything, especially sure. in the NBA, but For sure. I'm in the same boat. And I think I've kind of been talking about the stat the last like three episodes, but I finally have like the actuals, uh, the yeah. updated actuals which should just credit to like how amazing I feel like these finals are going to be to watch. But with all the teams remaining, the most recent finals win was from the 1976-1977 season. So we're now 44 years out from the last title of the teams remaining. So it's definitely a whoever wins situation is going to be wild. I think I'm team Phoenix Suns right now. I don't know why. I don't know if it's the Suns and four guy. I don't know, but I don't know either. Because the only reason why I ever even liked the Phoenix Suns to begin with is because that's where Steve Nash ended up playing like the rest of his career. So I just started watching because I truly love Steve Nash that much. That's the only reason. I have no other reason. I don't know. I think for me, I was just I really, I really early on, and you can go back and like quote at me in this podcast said. I think the Suns could take out the Lakers. And although we definitely had some injuries that maybe helped that along, I thought they were a strong team from the beginning. So yeah. I, I'm I'm certainly yeah. down for any of these teams winning. Who yeah. knew that like the Milwaukee fucking Bucks <laughs> in the fucking final that's four? What, that's what I'm saying. Any of these folks. Yeah, wild. Clippers. I mean, all of them. Like the yeah. Hawks. I mean, I'm okay with anybody winning. Me too. Exciting stuff there. In other NBA news... Becky Hammond. What up? Yes, current assistant coach of the San Antonio Spurs has made it to the second round of interviews for the head coaching job. Let me repeat that head coaching job of the Portland Trailblazers of the National Basketball Association. That's fucking badass. It is. Like, this is the first time a woman's ever gotten this far, even into that. Yeah. Well, I mean, certainly interviewed. She's. Currently a assistant coach for the San Antonio Spurs, like I just said, and she has been on that staff with Greg Popovich for seven seasons. But yeah, there's never been a female head coach and I'm certain there's not been any females who's made it to the second round of interviews for the head coach. And if anybody can do it, I have faith in this chick that many years under Popovich, like she knows her shit. Absolutely. And she's a six time WNBA all-star. Yeah. She's certainly qualified. Yeah, I think that's super exciting. And like, you know, speaking of fucking trailblazing, here is the actual definition of it. Noise. That was that hardcore pun I was looking for earlier. (laughs) I just came up with that one like right off the top of my head. I didn't even have that written down. Well, I'm obsessed with you for that. So thank you. (laughs) And just to also note, Chauncey Billups is who is also in consideration for the position um, that she's interviewing alongside i believe there's a couple other considerations but i think one or two of them are still in play so the process is still kind of working its way out so we'll see you know who knows what's to come we want the most qualified person to get the position 
And also like kudos to Greg Popovich for hiring her and being that person who has said many times in the past, she was the most qualified person for the position. Why wouldn't I hire her? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, And then to cap it off here, the NHL playoffs, we are also down to the final four teams, which are now tied. Both of them at 2-2. The Habs are actually hanging in there a lot more than I would have originally thought against the Knights. So we'll kind of have to see how that plays out. We're still kind of, you know, in the middle of it, but I'm not, I wasn't really surprised when they got one win. Two wins was a bit shocking, but if they take it, I'm going to be like foot in mouth because I definitely thought the Knights would win this series. So we'll kind of have to see how the rest of it plays out, but they're hanging in there. So Crazy. Um, and then we also have a tight race with the Islanders and the Tampa Bay Lightning. Like I said, also tied at 2-2. I'm really rooting for the Islanders there. I think I said that last week. It's been an exciting one. I was worried that Tampa Bay would just like smoke them and, you know, mop the floor with them. Kind of like I said in the other series and that's not happening so we've just got again some really great fucking playoff hockey happening and still to come and i'm super excited to watch the rest of these series and even more excited to watch the finals so cool um, yes i think that's all she wrote this episode quick and dirty quick and dirty quick and dirty Um, Uh, I don't really have any gambling updates. We're kind of in like a weird place where I have been making picks on things that I feel comfortable with, but you know, when we get into the playoffs, I just don't like to make them unless I feel really good about them because I think a lot of people, and I shared something about this recently on Twitter. It's like, I am not one of those people and I don't encourage people to ever feel like you know, when you're in this space of gambling, like you have to like make right. picks every single night for every single game. Yeah. Certainly a lot of people enjoy doing that and that's totally fine as long as you do it responsibly. But yeah. I don't think you should feel pressured into picking a game just to like pick a game. Like yeah. if you don't feel good about it, don't do it. Don't so do it. I get really in like, I get really in a like weird headspace in the playoffs because I just feel like historically I haven't done well. Yeah. So I like to be careful about it because you can get caught up in a lot totally. of the, a lot of shit. And you know, it's easy to like fuck or it's easy to like make some make some bad picks, <laughs> I yeah. guess. But I am like looking forward to like getting through the rest of the playoffs for NHL and NBA and then moving into like baseball. So yeah. I've definitely been like exploring it. I've definitely been learning things and like, you know, watching different teams. So different things like that, but I just haven't really like dove into the baseball world and I'm kind of getting through NBA, NHL first. Cool. Well, when we do get into baseball, we have a lifeline because one of my brother-in-laws is very into fantasy baseball, which is not who I thought you were talking about. No. Well, I mean, we have so many lifelines for baseball, (laughs) but specifically uh, one of my brother-in-laws is into fantasy baseball, which is something I can't wrap my mind around because fantasy football is enough for me. Um, yeah, yeah so baseball's anyway. a lot. And I yeah. do, I was having a conversation with him a little bit about it when I yeah. saw him. So I didn't know he was so into baseball, but. Oh yeah. Well, he played baseball yeah, for like his whole life. Yeah. Until yeah. he went to the Marines. Hoorah. So, so anyway, yeah, just a little touch of gambling there. Um, anything else? Um, not for me vacation mode i was gonna say yeah i'll be up front in that next week is a mystery right now yeah (laughs) i don't exactly know what's gonna happen so rainy is going on vacation so she will not be i am i'll be attending next week's episode and it's still up in the air if i will or not either so we may not have an episode or i may surprise everyone and have a solo episode (laughs) i just haven't figured out how exactly or what exactly i'm going to talk about or i may force someone to come on here and record with me just to get you know um, some other perspective but i have not figured it out yet so you have any um, suggestions throw them our way it's a yeah it's a mystery even to me so i can't say yay or nay on what we're gonna do yet but we will keep you all updated but don't be surprised if next 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 you know week <laughs> you wake up on you know thursday and we don't have an episode yeah or that whole week because sometimes i'm late and the episode doesn't come yeah, out well. on friday <laughs> yeah so that's that 
But in the meantime, guys, go give us a five-star rating. That's all I'm asking of you right now. I'm not even going to ask you to do any of the other things. Yeah. Today's homework is go give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. That's all I need you to do. That's all Jess needs you to do. And what I need you to do is find a friend in Alaska, New Mexico, (laughs) North Dakota, South Dakota, some other random (laughs) uh, Northeastern state. Who was the other one? That's five. It's pretty good. Uh, I don't remember who all you named off and didn't. Alabama? Did you say Alabama? Oh, Alabama. That one surprises me for some reason. I know. Roll Tide. What the fuck? Ew. I'll never say that and mean it. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe that's why. I will never either. But for some reason, when I was drunk, I was like, I don't know where I was. And somebody had a pin that says tits out for the tide. And I was like, I have to have that. So it's sitting over Air. there on my bar and I've seen I think it. that's hilarious. Yeah, it is hilarious. Like things like that. I just can't, I can't not be down with cause it's hilarious. Exactly. And right. I'll randomly like wear it out during football season, even though I am not supporting <laughs> the fucking crimson tide <laughs> at all. Yeah. Samesies. We can come up with some other funny pins. Tits out. For, just kidding. <laughs> Tits out for WCP. <laughs> That's what I was gonna say. Tits for dicks out. out for WCP. Yeah, dicks out for dub. <laughs> dicks God, out for women. Oh no, no, we can't do that. No, dicks away for women. <laughs> okay, we've gone off the rails. Yep, we are Dunsky. It is Finito Elfine. This bitch is going to the DR. I wish that bitch was coming too. Yeah. I am not. <laughs> I'm staying in North Texas, unfortunately. Uh, well, if you want to place some bets on uh, how many days I'll be drunk before noon, you can go ahead and put those numbers up. Minus 25,000 every day that you're gone. And probably before you leave and when you come back. <laughs> Except for we, we do have a 6 a.m. flight, but I'm here to tell you, I like to get to the airport early. Yeah. But those motherfuckers probably aren't open yet. I was gonna so. say usually the the usually the bars do not open in the airport until six a.m. Don't ask me how I know that. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, did I say oh. six a.m.? I think it's seven a.m. But well, you can bring the liquor. Oh yeah, you can bring the bottles. Well, sister needs to go to the store. Yeah, go to the store. Get you some little little Making a list dibs or whatever those are called. Making a list. Okay. Alrighty. Well, I'm sure I'll talk to you before, but enjoy your vacation if I don't. Thank you. And to everyone else, goodbye. Bye. Women can't, women can't, women can't, women can't parlay.